Welcome to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which is set to communicate and celebrate the real life narrative of running a business. If we haven't been introduced before, my name is Alice. I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK and I'm also the host of this podcast. Let me tell you, there's nothing I enjoy more than talking about the often unspoken side to being an entrepreneur and sitting down in conversation with others who get it. Let's be honest, running a business and being self-employed can often be a lonely and consuming experience. So it's my intention that these episodes bring a bit of encouragement and community to what you're doing. In today's episode, I'll be talking about one of my favorite topics and something that I am so excited to be starting the conversation around, which is money. So if you're ready to take away the taboo and discover my story of making it, spending it and saving it, then keep on listening. Welcome back to the podcast and welcome to episode number 28. Um, Before I dive into today's topic, I first of all just wanted to say a huge thank you for the incredible response that I had on last week's episode. Um, Obviously telling that story felt very vulnerable. I was quite scared to post it, but I knew that posting it was an important thing because it's not a topic we often talk about. And I knew that if I'd listened to a story like that two or three months ago, when I was kind of in the middle of that failure and just feeling like there was absolutely no hope and that I was the only one getting anything wrong, hearing someone else's account of it and getting a bit of practical advice would have really helped me. And that's exactly what I've had in terms of a response. So thank you. If you reached out, if you told me that you're in the same place and it's helped you or comforted you, it honestly means so much to know that there are faces and stories and people behind the numbers. Um, and really that's for me what this podcast is about. It, I would do it to be honest if no one listened because I quite like just sitting and chatting on my own. Um, but to know that it's helping people and impacting people, honestly, honestly, means so, so much. I have a little folder on my phone where I screenshot all the messages I get about the podcast and the folder's called Happy. So I'm just going to have a look at it. I think I was talking to Safra about this the other day and she laughed at me. She thought I was lame. But it's, it's a lovely place for me because I go and have a little scroll through my through that folder and it kind of just encourages me and reminds me why I do this and why I really love it. Um, And if last week's topic was not taboo enough, talking about failure, having no clients, today's topic is possibly more taboo, which is money. Um, I absolutely love talking about money. I don't know about you. It's definitely been a new obsession of mine since I've started running a business. I think particularly because when you run a business, you have to kind of know about money, whereas before then it didn't really interest me too much whereas these days if it was socially acceptable to ask everybody I meet how much they make I definitely would do that and I do do that to a lot of my friends and people that I feel comfortable asking that question of um but today's episode which is about money is actually a two-part series about money um this week I'm going to be talking about my story this is a solo episode and I'm going to be sharing kind of what it's looked like for me both personally and in my business to financially make money, spend money and save money. Um, I've definitely gone through a transition in the last few months in terms of being a lot more conscious of my money and actually putting structures in place and treating money the way that it should be treated as opposed to just letting it pass through and not really being aware of it. So I kind of want to dive more into that, what it's looked like for me to become more conscious of my finances and how that's impacted the way that I've used it and made it, etc. But next week's episode, I've already recorded it so I can already tell you how amazing it is. Um, I'm sitting down with Julia Day, who is a financial coach from Easy As That. And her and I just had a proper good chat about all the financial sides of running a business. We talked about our experiences of charging our worth, um, what it looks like to stick to your price. I shared some of my biggest tax mistakes I've made. Julia shared some really great tips when it comes to HMRC. Um, She even talked about how we can actually ensure our invoices are paid on time because hands up if that's your problem that you have. 
my hand is in the air right now. Um, and it was just a really great episode. It was great to get an expert's view on finances, but also just to be honest about the fact that money can be a really tricky thing in your business because the reality is our businesses can't run without it. Um, but it can be a hard thing to navigate, not having any of it, not knowing how to make it, all those different questions. So that's an episode coming next week. So I'm really excited to share that with you. But for now, let's get on to today's episode where I'm gonna share more about my story and my relationship with money. Now, why am I talking about money? Um, I've definitely told some people about this episode. I've had a few messages about it of people going, this is an awful idea. It's embarrassing that you talk so openly about money. But to me, this is a really important conversation to have. Um, This podcast is called Starting the Conversation because to me, that's what it does. The reality is I called it that because I knew that I could never end a conversation. I don't know all the answers. I don't know everything. I don't know the right from the wrong. Well, I do with some things, but not with like the big life questions. And I realized that my, the one thing I knew I could do was start the conversation and be the person to say those things, which would help people kind of begin to have that conversation in their own lives and not feel as kind of, awkward about doing that because they know that someone else has felt the same way Um, and money definitely for me has been a topic that I found really difficult to navigate for a good few years I mean I started my business three years ago and it's not really until about four or five months ago that I felt like I've had a grasp on money in my business understood it and understood it to the point where I was comfortable talking to other people about it I think whether you run a business or not, money is a topic which has a lot of negative emotions surrounding it. I don't know about you, but I've experienced feeling judged for making a lot of it. I felt shame for not making enough of it. I felt guilt for spending it badly. I felt all the negative emotions of having too much, not having enough and everything in between. Um, And I do genuinely believe that the more we open up conversation and create space for conversation to happen, the more that we take away the taboo and instead create a culture which makes kind of those negative associations just non-existent and instead create a space where talking about these unspoken topics is okay and is welcome. Because I do think that if we're given a space where we can talk about the unspoken stuff, we somehow, I think, deal with it in a much better way. I know that I've struggled through when it comes to sorting out the finances of my business, but if I'd been able to sit down with someone else, and obviously I could, but I I always felt weird about doing that, but if I knew that that was an okay thing to do, I definitely would have avoided a lot of the mistakes and routines and patterns and habits that I'm gonna tell you about in this episode. Um, So as I briefly mentioned in the start, this episode kind of revolves around the fact that in the last couple of months of my business, I've really experienced a shift to do with how I've interacted with money in my business. So to take you right back to the start, I was uh, just turned 18 when I launched my business. So obviously that's quite young. I think, I don't know if, I'm guessing you can start a business before 18, but to me that's like the youngest pretty much you could choose to start a business. And I don't say that to be like, ooh, go me, congratulations. I say that to be like, kind of wish I didn't do it because I made so many mistakes because I was so young and so naive. But hey, I learned from my mistakes and then I share them on this podcast. So what goes around comes around. Um, But obviously when I started my business as an 18 year old, I hadn't had a lot of financial experience. I'd had part-time jobs for two or three years and I'd been saving and spending and I knew what it is to have and spend and save money. Um, I wasn't kind of fully inexperienced when it came to finances, but I mean, I didn't know anything really about budgeting or tax or interest or like different ways to pay for things or any of those things. So really when I started a business, I just didn't approach any of it. I never sat down and thought how much money should I make? Therefore, what do I need to charge? Or how am I gonna pay myself? 
or how am I going to pay my tax or whatever, um, which really led me to spending about a year and a half of my business just completely ignoring the money that was going on um, and therefore having some interesting situations in terms of how I was spending it and subsequently not saving it, which I will get onto. Um, but I think particularly as business owners, we do have to become conscious of money because it's not like in a fully kind of full-time, not fully full-time, that doesn't make sense. It's not like in a full-time role where you don't have to be conscious of your tax and your income is steady every month and you get paid sick pay and you get holiday pay and all the money that comes in is due to you. Running a business is so different. My income some months is nothing, genuinely, and my income come some months is five to ten thousand pounds I have to sort out my own tax and save that money and not spend it if I'm sick I don't get paid if I go on holiday I don't get paid and all the money that I get paid into my bank account has to be split somehow in my decision making between paying myself and paying my business and I don't say that like violin strings wow wow woe is me because the reality is I love running a business and I wouldn't change it for the world but I think what I wish I acknowledged when I was 18 and started my business was that there was a lot I needed to figure out when it came to finances. The reality was when I first started out when I was 18, I was very successful in the quote unquote traditional sense. I was, and I mean, look, this isn't me kind of not saying that it was my responsibility for the fact that I was successful. I do believe obviously I did well, but I do genuinely will admit to the fact that I was in the right place at the right time a lot of the time. I got given very fortunate opportunities. Um, People that I knew just seemed to have opportunities that were a great fit for me. And therefore, in the first year of my business, it looked very successful financially. I made a lot of money. I made the most money that I've ever made in my business. Um, I now kind of make about half of what I used to make. Um, But the reality was, if you've listened to last week's episode or pretty much any of the others where I've talked about my personal story, you'll know that that year of business wasn't a success in any other definition. Yes, I made a lot of money and therefore people clapped me, but I wasn't happy in myself. I wasn't seeing friends. I wasn't enjoying life, etc., etc. Um, And the reality of making a lot of money and never really having to worry about money in that first year is that I never had to understand it. Money was just coming into one bank account, literally one bank account, and then I would spend all of my money from there. That would be where I would pay my car payments from, that would be where I'd buy my business stuff from, that would be where I'd buy myself new clothes from. Like literally, absolutely all of my spending came out of one account. So there was no separation between my business and my personal. The two were kind of just this weird amalgamation. And I never quite understood how much money was about to come in or how much money I needed to save in order to survive the next few months, etc., etc. I literally just didn't have a grasp of how much money was coming in or even really how much money was going out. I remember when I was doing my tax return for that year, which obviously you don't have to do until quite a few months after your year end. Um, I just looked at the figures and was like, and I still think this, I'm like, oh my gosh, where did all that money go? Because I was just so unconscious of it that although I look back and cringe at like the tens of thousands that I wasted I'm kind of like uh, I was 18 I had fun but I definitely did learn a lot from it so when I talk about my kind of experience of spending money before I was conscious of it everything was just whatever if the number was right in my bank account and what I wanted to buy was within that number then I would get it there was never really any questioning of do I need this 
do I want this? Is this gonna actually make a difference in my life? Even in the sense of like um, thinking about investing. So what, say buying a five pound t-shirt from Primark versus on a 30 pound t-shirt from wherever sells 30 pound t-shirts. Uh, Zara for example I would have never gone through the thought process of thinking where do I want to buy my t-shirt from because this one will last longer and it has a better impact on the environment etc etc I was just thinking I want that that's got a price tag I'll buy it bish bash bosh and when you think about spending I think you can split it into two categories of personal spending and investment slash business spending and the reality was in that first year of my business I made next to no business investments I didn't spend a lot of money in my business on say softwares or memberships or events or anything and I think that was genuinely because I didn't think that I needed it when I look back I'm kind of like I don't really know how my business was that successful without any investment from my end and it's not a good example of how to make a lot of money in your business because I don't think I could ever replicate what I did then like I said I was in the right place at the right time but I was spending a lot of money which was very random and very much personal I mean to give you examples I within the first two or three months of making a fair amount of money bought a laptop bought two phones because for some reason I thought I needed a work phone although I'm self-employed I don't really know why I thought I needed a work phone I think I just wanted double data and double storage Um, I bought a car that I couldn't afford that I'm still paying off and spent a lot of money on the most kind of useless stuff I would pay for Ubers over getting the train I'd pay for very expensive dinners I would buy the most expensive drinks there was just because I thought that I, I knew that I could and I felt good about that and it was just a very weird place that I was in financially And the wake up call probably started from that year when you fast forward to the middle of last year. So to give you a bit of timeline, I ended 2016. That was the year that I made a lot of money in my business to then take six months off. I had a bit of a mental breakdown. I had a bit of burnout and I took six months off in my business, which as you can imagine, was not the cheapest thing in the world. I wasn't making any money. So therefore I was just kind of, my bank account was going down every single day. Thankfully, I did have some savings. I'm not saying when I'm talking about me being unconscious of my money, I wasn't like crazy with it. I didn't spend all of the money that came in. I had quite a lot in my savings and I was conscious of giving myself targets for how much I wanted in my savings accounts and et cetera, et cetera. Um, So thankfully, when I started that six months off, I did have a lump sum in there that could survive, could kind of keep me going without obviously having to make any money. But after taking six months off, I got to a place where that money ran out. Um, In reality, that money could have lasted a lot longer, but I wasn't conscious of it. I just had always lived, or at least for the last year, I had lived in a place where I just spent whatever I wanted and that never really kind of affected me in a bad way because somehow the money was always there and it was never really a problem for me. Um, So when that six months was up and the money was up, I kind of had this mini wake up call of like, okay, I might actually have to think about money now. And although I say then, the middle of last year, I had to start thinking about money, that definitely wasn't when I started becoming more conscious of it. Because at that point, I was still in the mindset that, oh, money will come in and I'll spend whatever I've got. And there wasn't any planning or any thinking that went into anything. Um, And actually my attitude when I first started making money after taking that time off was that I needed to hold on to it. I was very, very reluctant to spend any of it, either from 
a personal or a business place because I was really, really scared that things weren't going to work out again. I'm sure you can imagine at this point I was 19, so a year ago, I'd had a very successful year, successful being in quotes, um, made a lot of money, looked very, very successful from the outside, but in reality been deeply, deeply unhappy, taken six months off and not really launched back in the same way that I was hoping I would. You can imagine that at this point I'm feeling my self-esteem wasn't at the highest point. I was nervous that it was never going to get back to the place where it was. The reality was that it, I never wanted it to be that again, but I just mean financially. Um, I was scared that money wasn't going to come back in, so the thought of spending it just became this like terrifying and slightly kind of paralyzing thought, so I didn't do that. Um, and the reality is if you kind of fast forward to the middle of this year, so thinking about kind of July or June, that was really to me when everything clicked in my head of like, okay, money isn't something that I can just allow to tick in the background and do its own thing and be there where I ne when I need it and whatever, whatever, I'm gonna have to become conscious of it and come to terms with it. Um, and I'm obviously in a very fortunate position in the fact that I live at home and my parents are very, very supportive and the reality is even if I ran out of money or I had zero in my bank account and needed to pay a bill, I would have a place where I could go to get that money, whether it be to friends or to family or to whatever. Um, I'm very grateful that I've rarely ever had to do that, but I do understand that for many people who might be listening, if you are in accommodation that you pay for um, or you have bills to pay or you're paying for something which impacts someone else, that's obviously a very different situation. So I totally understand that when I'm talking about financial risks and not having any money but still kind of pressing in that's a very personal situation to me because I was in a position to take those risks and to go without money in order to kind of get to where I am now so I please don't know that I'm please know that I'm saying that from my perspective and I know that for many people money is not as kind of if you have it great if you don't oh that's okay as well story as with it is with me because the reality is I don't have a lot of overheads and I can adapt my spending to what I make but anyway back to the point that was just my disclaimer over um looking at kind of earlier this year kind of four or five months ago probably was like I said really when it clicked in my head of like okay money is not coming in in the same way that it used to I don't want to work in the same way that I used to so I'm going to need to figure out how to make money in a way that I want to. So I sat down with myself and it wasn't like I booked out two hours on my schedule and sat down and did this. It was almost just this reoccurring thing. Mostly I think to help myself get out of the stress of like my bank account's going down and I've got a bill due or rah, rah, rah. I would sit down and just look, on, look at the figures. And I think that's the first thing that really helped me to get in the right mindset and become conscious of my money was just to face it. The reality was that for the first year and a half of my business, my head was just completely buried under the sand and I was very, um, what's the word? I was very not honored, not blessed. I was very privileged in the fact that I didn't need to look at my money because I was have get, making enough of it that it didn't have to be a problem for me. But in the same sense, that was a bit of a curse because I never learned to look at it or understand what those numbers really meant or how I should deal with them. So really early this year was the first time that I properly looked at the numbers, properly worked out how much I wanted to charge in order to make what I wanted to make. I figured out how much money I was spending on average, what I wanted to be spending, how much I wanted to be paying myself in order to be living the right lifestyle that I wanted to have and I just asked myself all those questions and managed to get to a place where I was very conscious of the money that I had 
the money that I didn't have, the money that I owed, the money that I needed, and the money that I wanted to have in order to live the life that I wanted to live and kind of be independent financially. Um, so that's what I did. Another thing that I really did in terms of becoming more conscious was to separate the business and the personal money that comes in. And I can probably say that this is the best thing that I've ever done for myself financially. Um, in that first year of my business, there was literally one spending card and everything came off of it. And what that meant was that say there was 400 pounds in that account. I didn't know, should that 400 pounds be saved for business stuff? Should it be spent on this event I wanna go to? Should it be spent on some new clothes that I want? Should it be spent taking a meal out to friend out to dinner? I just never quite felt fully confident with my purchases because I never really knew that the money was to be used for that purpose. Whereas I realize now when I separate my business and my personal finances, what it actually does, it doesn't hold me back. It actually empowers me to be spending kind of smartly within those sections so say for now at the end of a month I realized oh my gosh I've got 200 pounds left in my business spending can I do I want to save that or do I want to invest in that course I've always wanted to do that I've now got the money to do with um so I guess it might help you to actually show you and tell you what I do with my money when it comes into my bank account because this is something that I've always struggled with is as someone who's self-employed as someone who runs a business how do you pay yourself because I know that from some people they pay themselves a full salary but the reality is I currently don't make enough money in my business to pay myself say 1200 or 1500 pounds a month of a salary um at the moment my business is still at a place where i'm needing to invest in it and be paying off other things in terms of business expenses so i've had to figure out a system which means that i'm paying myself a fair amount giving myself money to live off of still investing in my business saving for tax and saving for personal all in the same breath um so to quickly sum up for you the kind of I guess equation that I reached a few months ago when I sat down to do this kind of money work was that every time an invoice got paid, I would put 30% into an account for tax, which I'm hoping you know that's something you need to do um, because obviously that money is not yours. That money needs to go to HMRC the next year. And then I put 20% into my personal savings account. And again, that's an account that I don't touch unless obviously there's something that I really, really wanna buy or I need I need it because I don't have as much money that month or whatever, whatever. So 30% goes to tax, 20% to personal savings, and then the rest of it stays in my business bank account. Because to me, the rest of that money is to be used within my business. So when I'm talking about buying um, software or membership platforms or equipment or whatever, that's the account that I know it can come out of. And then when I'm talking about paying myself a salary, I realized that I could very, very comfortably live off of £100 a week. So that was to pay for all of my personal expenses and for my personal direct debits. So every single Monday, I transfer to my personal account £100. So that's the really simple way I do it. 30% goes into a tax account, 20% goes into personal savings, the rest stays in that account. And then from that account, every single Monday, I send myself £100, which could be a different number for you, but whatever that kind of salary or expenditure, personal expenditure that you might want to look like. When we're talking about those structures and the way that I pay myself and kind of spend money in my business, another thing that's really, really helped, particularly my mindset and the way that I feel about money in my business is by seeing my spending and my saving in a different way. Now, I think when you're in a role that gives you a consistent income, you can give yourself goals when it comes to saving and you can give yourself a very fixed way of spending and that's very easy and very normal to maintain. But my experience of running a business is that finances can go really up and down. Yes, 
we'd all love to be in a place where we make similar money every single month, but the reality is it doesn't always look like that. Whether that's because we run seasonal businesses or just because we're having a dry season and things aren't feeling as financially successful as we want them to be. Um, Spending and saving can be a really difficult thing to navigate with that kind of fluctuating income. I know that when I was kind of in that first year of not being conscious of my money, my spending was completely relative. I was spending in terms of how much I was making. Say I made four grand one month, I was spending a very large chunk of that. But if in the next month I didn't book any new clients and I only made 400 pounds, I was still aiming and probably still spending in the same way that I did if it was four grand and obviously realizing that that wasn't something that I could afford to do. But my spending was totally fluctuating as my income did. And what that was stopping me from doing was actually saving any money because it wasn't like making more money meant saving and having more money. It was that making more money meant spending more and therefore having exactly the same amount left over in my bank account at the end of my month, at the end of the month, sorry. Um, I've now discovered that my spending needs to be done in a fixed way. So I give myself, like I said, that £100 every single week and that's it. Even when I make no money in my business, I don't punish myself financially personally for that, which has really helped um, to kind of, honestly, there's nothing worse when your business isn't making any money to be not be giving yourself any money at the same time because it almost feels like this double-edged sword of like no money's coming in and not letting myself spend any money either. Um, Obviously, if you have the savings there, that's the only way you can do that. But I've definitely found that from having savings and spending, giving myself that fixed spending money every single week, I've been able to find a consistent spending. And then when I've made more money different months, that's been money that's actually gone to use in terms of being saved or being invested in something a bit more significant than just a McDonald's drive through or an ASOS order. Um, so I've definitely transitioned to seeing spending as a fixed thing. And in terms of saving, I've had to transition my mindset to see saving to be relative to the money that I was making. They almost did a switcheroo. Like the way that I saw spending before was that it was relative. And the way that I saw saving before was that it was fixed and I swapped the two around. So when I look at this in the way of saving, I definitely had definite kind of I definitely had definite that's really good English um I gave myself very specific goals when I was in that first year of business and when I was very unconscious of money as I said I was still good at saving so I remember I would say to myself you know by the end of next month I want to have x amount in my account or I want to have 10 grand saved in this savings account or I want to have 500 pounds going into my savings every single month whatever And giving myself that target when, like I've said, the money that you make in a small business and as an entrepreneur can be really up and down was really difficult for me because if I couldn't put that amount in that month or I didn't reach that target, I felt really, really discouraged and I felt guilty and I felt like I'd failed because I hadn't managed to reach this goal of what I'd set myself to do. Now, this isn't me saying that giving yourself goals in terms of the amount of money you want to save is a bad thing because it definitely motivates you to save. But what I'm saying is when your income fluctuates, you need to understand that saving is something that has to fluctuate with that. So to me now, I've transitioned, like I've said, to 20% is my savings instead of seeing it as £400 a month or I don't know, a thousand pounds every six months, whatever. I see it as a percentage of the money that's coming in because the reality is if I make a lot of money, I can save a lot. But if I don't make a lot, I can't save a lot. Or maybe even I can't save anything that month if all I make is enough to pay my bills. Um, So they've been another two kind of structures and transitions that I've had to make is seeing spending as a fixed thing and saving as a relative thing.
Um, and for me, becoming conscious of my money was just that. It was putting systems and processes in place which would help me to be constantly conscious of the money that was being made, being spent and being saved. Um, I definitely spent the first year of my business just being kind of led blindly financially. Um, I really didn't have a handle on where money was coming from, when and where money was going, how I should be spending it, what I should be doing with it. Um, and I do think that did me a real disfavor. I do think that um, I didn't invest in my business as much as I should have that first time around. The reality was I had a very quick burning business, but it didn't stand the test of time because A, it wasn't healthy for me, but also I hadn't invested in it. And there was nothing really fundamentally strong about it. I had just kind of whipped this structure up quick as I could, made a lot of money and then it suddenly fell down. Um, which is why in last week's episode, I talked a lot about those foundations because if there's one thing I've learned, it's whether it's in terms of, you know, processes in your business or money or having clients or whatever, is that the more time you spend building the foundation and building the structure that everything's built upon, the better that building, aka that business, is actually going to be. Um, and it's a really simple analysis, but definitely sums up the last year of my business, which has been taking a step back and rebuilding those foundations. And money has been a really big part of that. So actually, when I talk about where I am now, at a place where I'm more conscious of the money that's coming in and out of my personal and business life, um, where there's systems and structures in place that help me to use and spend my money in the best way, what does that actually look like? So now, instead of saying yes to absolutely every opportunity that comes my way, I'm really, really conscious about how much money I make in terms of how many client spaces I open up, what I say yes to and what I make space for. The reality was when I was in that first year of my business, I think part of the reason why I never said no to client opportunities was because I was scared and I didn't know if the next paycheck was gonna come in and I wasn't sure if I was gonna make this same amount of money next month. So I just kept saying yes until kind of that hamster wheel was going way too fast for me to keep going. But the reality was then I was saying yes out of fear, whereas now I say yes slash no out of an empowered place because I know whether I want or need that money or whether I don't. Um, so I've now got a figure, which is my income goal. I know exactly how much I need to make in order to make ends meet. And then I have another figure, which is my income goal. So that obviously the amount of money I would like to make. And I know exactly how many clients I need to book in order to fit that in. I have an ongoing document which tracks how many clients I've got booked in and therefore where I am between those kind of income goals that I've got. Um, and that for me is a real weight off my shoulders. To me, although it's taken time and a lot of kind of work, putting these processes and kind of financial structures in place, it actually takes the stress off of me. Although now I spend more time looking at my finances and figuring out what I need to do with them, it definitely takes the stress off because I don't, I'm not constantly questioning, am I making enough money at the moment to make ends meet? Am I gonna make enough in two months time or should I be saving more money now in order to help that dry season, etc., etc. So that's kind of in terms of making money, what the stat shift has looked like for me. In terms of spending it, I would say this has been the most significant thing. And if you take one thing away from this episode, I'd really love it if you listened to this next bit really carefully and understood how this might work for you. So when I look back at kind of when I wasn't conscious of the money that I was bringing in and making and whatever, you'll remember I said when I was spending it, everything pretty much went on personal and random spending and pretty much nothing went on business investment. I think the only business related things I was paying for at that time in my business was my website 
and probably one-off payments to things like Dropbox or other subscription services. But I definitely never even stopped to think whether I wanted to invest in paying other freelancers or getting professional help or attending events or getting myself trained up or whatever, whatever. I think I was just so unaware of the money going on that I probably didn't even realize the money was there to do that with. Um, But now in my business, I've had a total shift in the sense of I don't spend a lot of money on myself personally, but let me tell you, I do spend a significant amount of money on my business. And that's not because running a business is expensive. The reality is that if I needed to, I could stop spending money on my business for the rest of this year. But that would mean that I would have to work a lot harder and smarter and my business wouldn't be as kind of efficient as it is now because the reality is what I've learned is that the more that you spend on your business and I don't just mean blind spending, I'm not telling you to go and buy yourself a new laptop or go and hire a random freelancer. I'm talking about really intentional and strategic spending. The second that I've started doing that, I have instantly seen a return on investment even in things that you might not value, such as going to events or taking someone out to dinner who you really admire or doing something that's for yourself, taking yourself on a retreat or putting yourself on a training course. I can promise you that if you invest in your business in a way that's strategic and has your big picture goal in mind and you invest in something that's the right fit for you, you are going to see a return on investment on that. And trust me, I've been in a place where I've, even early this year, when I talk about that season where I didn't really have any clients, I was still investing in courses and other freelancers and equipment and software when I wasn't making money that was sustaining that payment. I obviously had savings in place, but that sa- those savings numbers were going down. And I had to trust that the investments that I were making was going to give me that return on investment and therefore make me money in the future. The reality was I was in a place where I wasn't seeing any traction in my business and I recognised that the only thing that was going to start that traction was me and one of the things that was going to create traction was investing. Um, So to give you some practical examples, in the last few months of my business, I have spent so much money and I actually know that's a lie. I haven't spent so much money. I've probably spent a few hundred, maybe a thousand pounds, but I've spent it really strategically and intentionally on the Coven, which is the membership group I'm a part of. I've spent it on attending events. I've spent it on upgrading my website. I've spent it on new softwares, which help to streamline my business and give me less work to do. Um, And one of the biggest things I've spent it on is hiring other people. So even Julia, who I've got on the podcast next week, I spent money for her to give me new contracts for my client relationships because I realized that was something that I couldn't do myself and then the reality was it would have taken me four hours to make it took me whatever amount of money it did for Julius to do it for me save me that time and did it in a way better way than I would have ever done it like to me it's a no-brainer when I think about outsourcing particularly to my friends I think that's the most empowering thing right like hiring your friends that's pretty cool um when I outsource to someone who's an expert not only do they do it way better than I would ever do it But the amount of time that it saves me, I'm then empowered to do on something else, which is probably the thing that I enjoy more and I'm better at. So I do genuinely believe when we invest in other people helping in our businesses, when we invest in freelancers or consultants or whatever, it does make us more efficient. But I know that there's fear involved in that, particularly if you're not currently getting in the income that can match that. Um, Even when I think about the coven, now I know I talked about the coven in last week's episode, I swear I'm not a salesperson and Sapphire does not pay me to talk about them, but it's obvious how much of a difference it's made because I can't stop talking about it. Even if I give you that example, this is to prove to you that when I'm talking about investing in your business, 
I'm not saying you go and you have to go and buy that person's course that's advertised on Facebook, which costs £4,000. If I give you the example of the coven, I pay £20 a month. And I think I, I started when it first launched, which I don't know, was four or five months ago. So if we say it's five months ago, I have spent about £100 on the coven. Now, the coven in direct sales, so this is literally people who I know have come from the coven and have found me through the coven, has made me over £3,500. Like, that's crazy. I invested under £100 into this membership platform and just financially, this isn't even talking about the investment, um, the return on investment it's made emotionally for me or in terms of my knowledge or in terms of the people that I've connected with, just financially, it's given me an ROI of two, two and a half, three and a half thousand pounds. Like that's just remarkable, isn't it? I think when we invest in our businesses in a way that is intentional and strategic and done in the right way, I'm not talking about spending thousands, but you genuinely can spend a hundred pounds and see that investment come back to you in a way that you couldn't even imagine. And that's just a really small example, but I could tell you five other stories of ways that I've spent money on things that I've not necessarily got the money to spend money on, but I've done it knowing that it was going to be the right move for me and I've seen the things come off the back of that that have proved that to me. Um, I just want to reiterate, what I'm not saying is spend money you don't have. Obviously, if the money genuinely isn't there or you don't think you're going to be able to pay for these things, don't do it. But even if you think of the coven, I'm paying for tier two. I think tier one is £10 a month. £2.50 a week. That's £2.50 a week, which is one less coffee that could potentially give you the same return on investment, if not more than I've got financially, on top of all the incredible benefits of increasing your knowledge, getting connected to other people and having a support group. So I would urge you off the back of this episode to check out The Coven. I I have, didn't mean to go down this rabbit hole, but I'll link to it in show notes, which will be at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash money. Um, go and have a look at it. Just go and see what the benefits are because to me, that is one of the biggest things that's made a difference when I've thought about the investments that I've made in my business. But anyway, this is, as I said when I started this section, I want you to listen to it because for me, investing in my business and switching my spending so that I was spending less on myself and less on the short-term stuff, which in reality doesn't make a difference, like not going on a, to a McDonald's drive through every day isn't hindering my life. Like in any, if, if anything, it's making my life better because my waistline isn't expanding at the same rate. Um, but those things, they're short-term investments. Buying a McFlurry, great. I'll love it for half an hour. I'll probably feel sicker after an hour. And two days later, I won't even remember it. But investing in something, whether it's a course or a membership platform or hiring someone to help you, let me tell you, it's going to make such a longer term and such a more significant difference in your business than any of the other short-term things that you can buy for yourself or even just for your business. If you think about buying yourself a new pen, probably not going to change your life, is it? But maybe attending an event or paying for someone to work with you might. Um... That was a really random example, but it's exactly what I meant. So anyway, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I hope this has made a bit of sense for you. What I really wanted to do is just give you some examples and give you my side of the story when it comes to money and business. As I said when I started today's episode, this podcast is called Starting the Conversation for a Reason because I can't answer all the questions. I don't know everything. I hope that by listening to this episode, you realise that I don't know everything because I've made a lot of mistakes. But I do genuinely believe, like I genuinely believe this, I'm not just saying it, that when we share our narrative in a way that feels comfortable for us and connect with other people who get it and begin to share our sides of the story, we do make a real difference, both for ourselves and for others. 
I know that it, I would have avoided a lot of these problems and wasted a lot less money in the first half of my business if someone had started this conversation with me and given me a space where I could talk about money and begin to understand it and become a lot more conscious of it. Um, so this really is just my side of the story. I would love for you to continue the conversation yourself, whether that looks like having a chat to someone around you or maybe there's some financial issues or worries going on in your business that you feel like you might wanna to talk to someone about. I just urge you do it. I definitely felt a lot of guilt and a lot of shame in my business over the years. I felt guilt when I first started my business because I made a lot of money. A lot of my friends were still at school and I was making tens of thousands and I felt awful for that. Um, but I've also felt shame when I didn't make any money early this year and I wasn't telling anyone about that because I didn't know how to do that. So I would just encourage you, wherever you're at, if you're feeling some negative emotions surrounding the finances in your business or your personal life, talk to someone about it. It does make a difference. And I'm going to talk more about this in next week's episode, but I'll just say it now because it feels relevant. If you do want to sit down with someone who knows their stuff and who can talk you through the genuine kind of facts and figures when it comes to creating a financial structure in your business, please do not hesitate with hiring Julia, who was on next week's episode. I have worked with her personally and obviously I recorded that episode with her and can genuinely say that she is a real expert and she's not just an expert, she's an expert who speaks a human language, she doesn't speak in words she can't understand, she'll figure out the best way that's going to work for your business and she she is a small business herself so she gets it and I've told her all the things that I've done wrong in, wrong in money and hey she didn't shame me or tell me that I was bad, she just said oh a lot of people make that mistake, here's a way that you might avoid it. So off the back of this episode I will again link her in the show notes too which will be at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash money, I'll put both the links to booking some coaching with Julia and also to check out the coven in the show notes so you can have a look at those um but yeah thank you so much for tuning in um get excited for next week's money episode where i'm sitting down with julia i know that it's going to be a good one and i'm so excited to share it but until then i hope you have a brilliant week and i will speak to you soon